welcome everybody to the Hecate's Doorway podcast. Welcome everyone. Welcome back if you've been listening. If you have, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And if you're new, thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoy it. You better. Don't start them with a good time. I'll start them with a terrible time. By making them a shitty cake? Yeah. Don't make them a shitty cake. I will. Okay, fine. Yeah. On my left over here, you got Brandon. What's up? My name is Gabriel. We are your hosts for this episode. And for all the episodes. Yep. Just this episode. Just all the this. other ones, it's not us. Nah, someone else. It sounds like us, but not us. It's Alex Jones. Alex Jones. Oh, Alex shit. Jones. Oh, shit. Alright. Now, this episode is, what is it called, Brandon? The Valeska Axe Murders. Ooh. This one is a brutal one. It's also an old one. We seem to really like to do old-ass cases. Because uh, those are ones that really are unsolved and they're hard to be solved. Not a lot of people talk about them either. I'm assuming because they don't have quite the linear narrative. But they're still pretty fun. Also, don't mind if you hear my cat in the background. He thinks he's part of the show. Yep. The Valeska Axe Murders were a brutal murder of eight people in a home in Veleska, Iowa, between June 9th and June 10th, 1912. The eight victims in question were the six members of the Moore family and two friends of the family. This case remains unsolved, though there were a few suspects, and one of the said suspects were even tried twice. But for now, let's start from the beginning. Josiah Moore lived in the house he would eventually meet his brutal end and end with his wife, Sarah, and the children, 11-year-old Herman, 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 10-year-old Mary, 7-year-old Arthur, and 5-year-old Paul. Josiah had purchased a house in 1903, which was built in 1868. By all accounts, they were all around a normal family. Yeah, there's really nothing too suspect about this family. Yeah. They were just, just a, your average 1912 family. Yeah. Until one day. Ooh. They're all fucking murdered. Yep. On the night of June 9th, 1912, sometime around 9 p.m., the family left a church service for children that Sarah had conducted with Mary's friends, Lena and Ina Stillinger, and arrived at the Moore home sometime between 9.45 and 10 o'clock p.m. Next morning, neighbor Mary Peckham awoke, and by 7 a.m., she became concerned as she noticed no one in the Moore home was awake and going about their daily routine. After the Moore's horses began acting distressed, Mary walked over to the house and knocked on the door to no answer. She started tending to some of the animals and called Josiah's brother Ross. He attempted to knock and shout outside the home, but also received no response. So, using the copy of the key he had, he opened the door. He entered the house and walked into the guest bedroom, where he discovered the bodies of Lena and Ina lying motionless in the blood-soaked bed. Their heads had been, quote, chopped open with an axe. Upon this discovery, Ross called out to Mary to call for Henry Horton, Valeska's primary peace officer, who arrived shortly after. Upon investigation, it was confirmed the entire family, as well as the Stillinger girls, 
had been bludgeoned to death with an axe, which had been found in the guest bedroom. Each member of the family had their head split open by the axe. Order had been killed in their sleep, with the possible, the possible exception of Leanne, who had defensive marks on her arms. Lena. Lena. Strangely enough, there was also a two-pound thing of bacon wrapped in a kitchen, kitchen towel left in the guest bed, bedroom as well. Yeah, there's just a big pound, two pounds of bacon wrapped on the, the bedroom where the girls are found. It's weird. I forgot to write this in, but also every one of them has a like a cloth, a white cloth placed over their head. Damn. Mm-hmm. And so- whoever did this also put up um, aprons and stuff around the windows. Yeah, so they won't be seen. Mm-hmm. The murders took place sometime between midnight and 5 a.m., Two spent cigarettes in the attic suggested the killer had broke into the home while the family was out and waited for them to return and fall asleep. The killer started with Sarah and Josiah. Josiah had received two more strikes than anyone else in the house. His face had been so badly bludgeoned that his eyes were missing. Josiah is also the only victim to receive the blade of the axe, while the rest were struck with the blunt end. Yeah, yeah, he's the he's the only one that got the blade end. Everyone yeah. else got the blunt. So I guess it was a little personal because he also got more than everyone else. Yeah. His fucking eyes were missing. Like, did it just get crushed or did they get taken out? I, I think they got crushed. I don't think he deliberately pulled out the eyes. I just think he got hit so hard and with the, the bladed end that the eyes just either got turned to mush or, like, chopped out. Of- After them... The killer moved on to the more children, knocking all their skulls in with the blunt end of the axe. Then, for whatever reason, returned to Sarah and Josiah to inflict more damage. Then finally moving downstairs to Lena and Ina. Aside from the defensive marks on her arm, Lena was also found lying crossways on the bed with her nightgown pulled up to her waist, suggesting possible molestation or sexual assault. Mind you, she's 11. Mm, yeah, that's fucked. In the leading investigation, people gathered by the hundreds to see the crime scene. For some reason, it even got to the point where the police allowed the gatherers to handle the axe, completely contaminating, contaminating the murder weapon. What the fuck? I guess they didn't think about fingerprints because back then they didn't have to worry about that. I mean, yeah, you, I guess you can say that, but just, just imagine... A, a murder has just occurred and the cops are just like here you want to hold the axe <sighs> just imagine people are taking God, if people had like disposable cameras back then they'd all be taking pictures oh yeah definitely just, like because the bodies are still there yeah just standing over one of the bodies with the axe like oh oh was it me people's morbid curiosity got the better of them and yeah it's always been actually it's been it was worse back then yeah. When you could just walk into a murder scene and touch the corpse. Oh, man. Yeah. All of this while the bodies were still inside the house. No proper investigation took place until noon after the National Guard arrived. Damn. Yeah. It took the fucking National Guard to arrive and be like, yo, what the fuck is going on here, guys? It's like, seriously. <laughs> Are these people just playing with the fucking murder weapon? Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fine, right? No. What, you, you need that? Oh, shit. You should probably go get that. As we stated, this case remains unsolved. That's not to say that there weren't suspects. Let's go into some of the most interesting of the large suspect list. First one, Reverend George Kelly. Kelly, an English-born traveling minister, was teaching at the church event that the Moore family had been at before the murders. He was described as peculiar and had suffered a mental breakdown as a child. He was accused several times of peeping and asking young women and girls to pose nude for him. And he's still a fucking reverend. Of course he is. He had wrote many letters to the police and families of the victims showing an alarming interest in the case. A private investigator wrote to him asking how he knew so much about the case, to which he replied he had heard the sounds coming from the house. Investigators took his mental state in mind and for whatever reason, didn't pursue further. In 1914, he was arrested for harassing a woman over mail who had applied to be his secretary. He was sent to St. Elizabeth's Hospital, where police became suspicious of him again, and in 1917, he was arrested for the murder after confessing, though he later recanted, and after two trials, he was acquitted. Of course. Mm -hmm. Fucking pedo reverend over here a good chance he was lying to and just trying to get attention yeah i don't know what to think about that one yeah I and mean, this man is harassing a woman over this guy is literally being like a fucking internet troll before internet with fucking letters another suspect is william william mansfield one theory is that senator john hired william blackie mansfield to murder the moore family Nine months before the murder at, at Villesca, a similar murder occurred in Colorado Springs. Two more in Ellsworth, Kansas, and Poala, Kansas, followed after. Though this was a time of axe murder, with many others like it, as the axeman of New Orleans, the murders in Colorado Springs were very similar to the Villesca murders. H.C. Wayne, his wife and child, and Mrs. A.G. Burnham were found dead, murdered with an axe. Bed sheets had been used to cover the windows. Aprons and skirts had been hung over the windows at the Moore house. He had been arrested for the murders initially, but provided an alibi for the day of the, the, of the murder. And there is... There's a long list, but... I didn't want to include all of them. I thought those two were just the most interesting ones. I'd include the other ones because they're basically all the same thing. People who yeah. either murdered someone with an axe or were accused of murdering with an axe. No real, like, those are the ones that might have had the most weight. The only other one that I didn't include was a man who used to work with Josiah, who then opened his own um, store, I think it was. And it was said that Josiah was taking business away from him and might have had an affair with his daughter. But there was no no evidence to really back that up. It was just hearsay. Ah, okay. Yeah, that is the Valeska Axe Murders. It, it's a really fucked up one. It's fucked up. And unfortunately, there's nothing we can really tie it to towards the end. Because it's unsolved. It's unsolved. 
all suspects, but no actual convictions of any kind was ever made. Yeah. It makes it even harder because there's a lot of people axe-murdering at this time. Yeah. Like the axe man of New Orleans. Yep. And whatnot, so... Could have been just a copycat killer. It, I mean, it was just a regular kind of murder. No one really had guns that available, I guess. Yeah. And they're probably... I imagine they're probably the ones that took forever to load still. Or just a hassle to carry. So an axe is just something everyone had. Yeah. You could find it anywhere. Yeah. They probably used their own axe. Oh, probably, yeah. But yeah, that was... The Velisca Axe Murders. Another short episode. Short one. We'll be getting some more um, longer ones in here soon. Once yeah. a certain somebody comes back from his month-long trip. Yep. And we'll have more time to really... Have a lot better opportunity to mm-hmm. sit down and make sure we go through the scripts we're going to make and make sure we have enough detail Yeah. information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... While you're gone, I'll I'll write out I'll have a whole month to write some fucking yeah. blood-soaked scripts. I'll so see get... what I can write while I'm away. Right. I'll have my phone for a couple of weeks, just not the whole month. I'm there. Okay, we'll, we'll have some good stuff for you guys. Yeah, but I guess that's the episode. So... Thank you all for tuning in. Yeah, thank thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for following us wherever you're following us. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure to rate us wherever you're listening. Please, that is very much appreciated. appreciated. Yeah, that helps us out a lot. I think, as we've said before, if you have any kind of stories you want to tell, anything like that, uh, mm. email us at hackettysdoorwaypod at gmail dot com. We'll gladly read it. Give you credit. Shout you out if you have your own thing going on, too, if, if you want. Yeah. There's a Patreon if you would like to donate to that. That's in the show notes. Yeah. That would be very nice. Yes, I got our own website. Yep, that's going to be down there, too, as well as our Twitter. Mm-hmm. And Facebook. And Facebook. Facebook. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. You have a good night, good day, good evening, good whatever. Bless Satan, everyone. Blessed be. Take care.